Thank you to everybody who is tuned in already to AMG Social Hour. I'm your host, Format, alongside Kuzi, in which case we are trying to bring you a series of episodes that you could kind of go back into and listen to back over on your favorite streaming platforms, whether it's I, 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 wait, how come I can't think of the word? Um, uh, your podcast site, Spotify, or anything in between. All you got to do is head on over there, check out AMG Spaces, and you sh- would be able to find that. We will also be linking that a little bit later on in the episode. Um, in which case, this week, we wanted to talk about brand presence. Um, we have one of our own special guests, Mr. Bailey's dad, Adrian. I don't know if you mind me using your your name, your full name, whatever, either way. Yeah, whatever is fine. Usually... My audience calls me BD, but you can call me Adrian. You could call me, you know, oh. Bailey's yeah, dad, yeah. whatever you prefer. <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> um, so essentially, today's episode, we're going to be talking about just overall brand presence, kind of creating something out of nothing, and then kind of just taking away the, your channel that way. Um, so essentially, Dope. BD, would you be willing to kind of give everybody a background on who you are and what you do? Yeah, man, for sure. So, oh boy. Born and raised in Puerto Rico, moved from Puerto Rico to go live in Minnesota, cold, cold Minnesota, <laughs> learned how to be a, a gringo over there with my family, yeah. and eventually went to college in Florida for audio engineering. So I went to study audio, man. I was a DJ in high school, DJ in college, loved music. I mean, I still love doing stuff with music, but uh, eventually after graduating college, well, so I went to school for that, you know what I mean? Audio engineering in the studio, um, music and audio for film games, all that. That's what I thought I was going to do. And when I graduated, uh, all that was really available as far as work was AV gigs. There was no studio work, uh, no, no music stuff that I could work on. So I just was like, all right, I'm going to make some cash. And, uh, started grinding in live events and little did I know that would be super fun. Uh, really engaging my, my passion for music and whatnot. And I did events oh, man, for, I want to say like 10 years plus I was working in Orlando for a long time. Then eventually I moved to Miami, which if you've never been to Miami or if you've ever dreamed of living in a dope city, Miami's the place. Um, so did a bunch of events out there, uh, just kept working it. And then COVID hit, man. And right around that time was when I started my YouTube channel two and a half, three years ago now. And, uh, you know, COVID hit, which killed my industry, which was events. Events completely got shut down. And only now they're really starting to pick back up. Um, so I needed to pivot. And I I uh, had started this channel. I had already been running it for, I think, about a year at that point when COVID hit. And uh, learned a ton, man, learned all about social media, learned all about how to run a channel and all those kind of brand related moves that you need to make as a YouTuber. And finally, uh, during COVID had some crazy viral content that I put out, man, like million plus view hits on Twitter, on uh, YouTube or not on Twitter, on TikTok, on YouTube doing like tens of thousands of subs every week after just like being persistent and nailing it and trying different stuff every week. And uh, here we are just been grinding it ever since met up. Oh, well, of course, how could I forget joining AMG? Tim <laughs> saw my viral content and he was like, dude, at clash with Ash, as I knew him, he was like, bro, uh, yeah. 
I love your stuff. Do you mind if I share this on my channel? And it did pretty good on his channel. And eventually he was like, dude, I would love you to make some shorts for me on YouTube. Uh, some little, yeah. you know, short viral content. And I did. And that's how we built that relationship, which eventually turned into, hey, Tim, do you have any gigs at AMG that I could help out? And here we are, yeah. me doing social media for the team. So it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's, it's crazy. I mean, there's so many things that's kind of take into the, that will kind of break down. But yeah. first of all, I, I'm sure Koozie probably ends up having some insight and has his own feedback about Miami, bro. Well, what are your thoughts, man? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't like Miami, to be honest. <laughs> uh, Buddy. I'm a, I'm Explain yourself. Born and raised. Miami's more of the, you know, party, party animals <laughs> type of stuff. I there. always <laughs> hear that from people who were raised there. They can't stand it for some reason. Yeah, I um, I, I'm Orlando born and raised, so I, I like to be a little bit more laid back and just uh, chill. Uh, go to the beach <laughs> and stuff, but um, dude, it's a, it's exciting the position that you're in because it's like, usually it's well, not usually it's always like the backbone of any company is the social media behind it, right? Like that's what mm -hmm. really drives people's eyeballs too. Is how, uh, like prime examples like Hundred Thieves with JHB. Uh, when he mm. started uh, with 100 Thieves, um, he pretty much just took it to a whole other level, put his own personality into um, how the branding should be, and it was extremely successful. Uh, and now you're starting to see that example everywhere else, right? Like even G2 is doing it. Like all these other giant esports orgs are starting to uh, get more, not just meme-ish and just get more involved in their communities rather than just posting yeah. their play schedule. Um, and I think it's, Absolutely. it's super fun what you do. I had one like really big question that I want to know. Um, and I'm sure some people in the audience will want to know, like when it comes to social branding and, and, and initiatives like that, what are some of your favorites that you have seen in your time being in this industry? Uh, that you look up to and also like try to almost like clone it, uh, but with your own twist. Yeah, for sure. So it depends on the strategy because each brand wants something totally different. And, you know, the leaders of each company might be looking for a certain vibe or not be super comfortable with uh, this or that method. But some even in in our industry some agencies that i think do it uh really well i don't know if you've heard of click management evolved talent agency uh a couple of those even even the bigger names man like i love just personally it wouldn't necessarily fit for amg but i love what like the fast food brands are doing bro like yeah. if you've ever seen wendy's on Twitter, yeah. it's ridiculous. If you've ever seen yeah. that, that uh, the Special Olympics on TikTok, <laughs> it's unbelievable the way that they market their uh, their content and their their brand. They are so like they take such a you could say careless and casual approach. Obviously, it's very calculated, but they take such a people first and the young generation first focus that they completely win the game. They attract as many people as possible. And with all the impressions that they get and all the likes and all the things, invariably 
uh, brands follow. So, you know, companies are attracted and they want the younger audience. So those are, those are a few examples that really, uh, if I had my druthers, I would imitate them as much as possible. Um, but it, it doesn't always fit into, into a certain company's strategy. So. I just remember when Wendy's was pretty much the, the outlaw, uh, maybe a couple <laughs> years ago when they just started beefing with everyone over Twitter and, now you see yep. McDonald's and everyone's starting to do that and throw little remarks to Burger King's uh, tweets and stuff like that. Like when yeah. really was the pioneer behind uh, <laughs> almost the, the restaurant world getting into social media and really like taking over. Um, exactly. So that was a really good example, dude. I, I, I didn't think you were going to say that one, uh, but that's <laughs> a really good example for people to look at. No, it's and it's true. It's kind of crazy because, like, as you as you just mentioned, like, not every strategy ends up working behind it, right? Like, I mean, <clears throat> I think that's the part where it, it kind of goes into well, what's true to you and your branding that you end up having in between, right? Like, right. What kind of what kind of story do you want to end up telling as people look into your background and or your come up, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I guess with that though, like, I mean, so you, you did end up mentioning that, uh, there were some hiccups and everything like that and COVID being one of them. Um, and then especially with the events just overall in general, I guess in what sense did you, at, at a given time, as you went into audio engineering, when did you know that you wanted to hop into like the whole YouTube space, the whole, the whole, uh, content creation space, really like TikToks and all that? Yeah. So uh, I came up with YouTube, you know, I was, I'm a child of the nineties. So we all had our freaking windows 98 computers in the basement and downloading like one picture for, for two hours until you can see it all this crazy stuff. So I grew up in front of a computer. I always was keeping an eye on the latest uh, interesting things online. And of course YouTube was super attractive because it was, uh, it was real. It was funny. Uh, dude, some of the videos I've gone back recently to the like 2006, 2010 era of YouTube. Ooh. Oh my gosh. I crack up at some of this stuff. Some of it's yeah. kind of cringy, but <laughs> it's just good old memories. So eventually they started refining, the creator started refining their product on YouTube and, uh, I kept watching. And at some point, you know, after going through school and always having a desire to create, I think it starts with a desire to create something and to connect with people through that creativity. That's, that, I've always had that. Um, but seeing other people's content on YouTube, I said to myself, dude, like I can do this. I feel like it's not that hard, right? I've got a lot to say. I'm, I'm a goofy guy and, <laughs> and I have a lot of weird ideas. Absolutely. So I started and it's true what they say, man. Your first hundred videos are like absolute trash. It's the, it's cringy, <laughs> it's awkward, but, I stuck with it and, uh, and enjoyed it all the way through, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, basically it, it just came out of a desire to, to want to express my creativity and, um, and to try to make that a living, you know what I mean? Like, can I really be creative and put out content for a living? That's, that's been the experiment this whole time. And, uh, and I've been able to do that amazingly enough. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, I, I, and that it's, it's interesting that you also end up saying that because it's the consistency. Oftentimes, we end up telling a lot of our talent, try to keep with it, try to end up being consistent, right? It's just a little aspect of a pretty much a speed bump, I guess you could call it at the end of the day, where it's, 
things videos might not pop off like you said it might take a hundred videos before <laughs> things actually right. pop off and and hey that's going to be a lot of work but i mean if also that's what you want to do as a job i think that's also something you have to take into consideration right like overall um just having that consistency to be able to put out the content that you want to build that brand presence that you end up establishing for yourself um yeah totally and it's crazy because a lot of people like the amount of work it takes to make a youtube or a brand that you're trying to build up pop off is insane it's a full-time effort and a lot of people uh don't have the time to do it or at the very least it's very difficult to take your off time from jobs or paying the bills or doing whatever else you have to do to work at a channel you know what i mean oh absolutely but some people are lucky and they they hit yeah because you got a follow-up or i i could keep rolling dude i got 20 yeah, keep rolling i'm just i'm vibing with everyone I'm, I'm just going <laughs> absolutely I, I've, I've always been fascinated with how um people who pretty much work in the social media world do things and how yeah. they, how their minds think with certain mm-hmm. ways. It's always with something I always wish I had, but it's like there's certain creativity that pops up in your mind where it's like, for me, it's that creativity where when I'm playing competitively where when I was playing competitively, it would be that creativity, those type of sparks that would be like, you know, almost a, uh, I really don't know how to explain it, but almost like a a feeling inside you where it's like, hey, maybe we should go this way instead of that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when it comes to social media, it's like, hey, maybe we should say these words instead of that word. Or maybe this meme would work with that or maybe this picture or however you guys, you know, kind of fabricate your stuff. But it's like you're fabricating these storylines that people love to see um, Mm -hmm. and and indulge themselves in. And it's it's always so fun to watch from the outside perspective on how you guys think like it's it's really cool (laughs) to be honest yeah man it's it's a uh it's an interesting gig because um kind of like i said in the beginning there's this balance you know i think probably a lot of social media people are very artsy and creative people you have to think outside of the box in social media you have to have your ear to what the like young generation is doing and how they're saying what they say um i mean i enjoy that but of course like the adult mature part of the role is balancing being goofy and relatable with um having a a portfolio if you will for brands or for clients even you know especially us as a talent agency to see that we're not just a group of goofy people, you know what I mean? Our social media shows like, Hey, we're kicking ass or we're doing really good. Or we're, um, here's what we can do or what we've done kind of a thing. So it's that balance. It's, it's tricky to find it, but, uh, when there is a leadership that's open to hearing different sides, uh, it can go really well and it can, it can be very successful. So, so even with that though, I know you're talking kind of more on the AMG side, but uh, what about like in your personal brand presence, right? Like, so I guess it, I, I'm saying personal brand presence, but I mean, I guess first, let's say like an up and coming creator, right? Like, what are some, yeah. kind of some things that you think that they should kind of go out and do to kind of be able to 
create that 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 that's not the niche of who they want to be or what they want to be because obviously we always end up saying be true to yourself right but it's one of those things that it's where do people really start right when it comes into it do you do the do you would you recommend people going to wendy's to see how they ended up executing their stuff <laughs> like you know going to youtube and checking out a couple of other, other up-and-coming creators or other ones that are on a larger scale like i mean yeah where, where would you recommend for some people to start for their own personal growth yeah totally um i think what you said is exactly right like you've got to do what you believe in that's the key thing is um do exactly what it is that you want to do don't necessarily worry about or obsess about uh the analytics of it all um like don't necessarily stress yourself out too much about metrics and having all the right tags and doing all the right things and just do what makes you genuinely excited and happy that is the absolute key with um for consistency in this because if you're constantly chasing trends if you're and it's okay to participate in trends it's actually really good strategy to participate in in trends as far as uh finding an audience goes but if you're not doing what you are genuinely excited about you'll burn out sooner on it and you'll quit the process way sooner than if you're constantly pursuing what i would call the muse uh lots of memes around the muse you know the josh safty thing with uh what was that girl's name i'm not familiar with that one oh, okay there's a big tiktok meme yeah, yeah. with this girl talking about the muse and stuff but yeah. it's really true like as a as a content creator as a personal brand like let's call it a youtuber or whatever a twitch streamer yeah. um these are creative people um These are definitely creative people, any way you look at it in any niche. And part of that, part of that consistency comes from uh, chasing that muse, like that inspiration, that creative, that creative drive, if you know what I'm saying, and uh, exploring it. And uh, I I may be rambling on a little bit here, but I don't, I don't know if I answered the question exactly, but that's kind of the key for me (laughs) is like chase exactly what you're curious about passionate about and then 25 percent, 30 percent of the process is keep an ear on to like what how people are talking and what people are doing and it's your choice if you adapt to what you hear you know what i mean yeah no i totally agree and and of course not even rambling it's one of those things that it's you know, people, people are always curious about like, where do you start? Right. Like essentially, and that's what we try to do here, especially with the AMG space. It's like, maybe they're having that little hang up where they're just kind of like, Oh crap. Like now what, or what do I do next? Or maybe they're just completely focused on just the content that they want to produce. For sure. In in essence, like, again, it's, it's that thing of one staying grounded to be able to understand who you are as a person and what you want to end up producing in the content. But then two, also the truth is you have to go out there and do research of, upon other people, uh, upon other things, really, right? Like, mm. And I think that's the part where it's just like, I, there's more to it than just being like, okay, if I stay uploading YouTube videos every single day, I'm going to end up popping off. No, that's going to play right. a factor and it's going to yeah. end up helping. But then too, it's like, again, if you're just putting you know, mindless content, then what, what are you actually doing at the end of the day? In my opinion, at least. Yeah, of course. It's, of course. It's pretty much like, you're never going to learn if you just stick to yourself. Like that's, yeah. 
Like if if you're especially with content, because that's kind of what we do, right, Jeff? Like yeah. outside of the social media stuff, it's like when we talk to the creators, it's like if you're sticking to yourself and not going outside of the box to really see what other people are doing and what other creators are doing to kind of see if it fits your uh, personality and see if you can put your own twist on it. Uh, your, your growth is going to be much slower, right? Like the time in gaming and in social media or whatever it is, like times are always changing. Like yeah. you can never do the same thing longer than, you know, a certain amount of time before that new trend happens or a new, you know, Saikuno pops up and, uh, you know, having 20K viewers and like, or a Absolutely. new platform pops up. Like it, it's always a very ever, like ever changing type of environment to where you have to have that mentality when you go into work as well. It's like, uh, and I, I bet like Bailey, you, you, like, uh, or BB, um, I'm not going to use your, your <laughs> um, I, I bet you like have that same mentality where it's like, how can I change up? what I'm doing the following week to bring in new impressions or to bring in uh, new viewers to my channel or, you know, what else can I spice it up with? Cause you know, it'll, you'll go insane doing the same thing over and over again. And we see that yeah. with so much people burning out. Like it, it sucks. Yeah, it's true. It, that's a very hard balance because let's say you pop off with some uh, type of video, for example, it's uh a very niche down piece of content that people love dude like yeah. you could put it out over and over and over and the npcs will consume it if you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. um like but you're right like after a time of doing the same thing in and out like creative people are going to burn out on that they're not going to want to um they're just going to get it's going to get old and stale but the yeah. beauty of it is if you've done it once you can do it again and yeah. Yeah. if you got there by being authentic and chasing what you're truly passionate about and what genuinely produces your curiosity, then the audience will follow you for that. And not always, like you're going to have things that you're not going to hit every single time, but um, I, th I think it is in part important to like look at your content and see what isn't working and see what is working and kind of mm -hmm. refine based on that. Yeah, but never compromising on what you genuinely want to do. If it ever just becomes yeah. a, uh, you know, a, a chore chasing the 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 views or whatever, you're gonna burn out even quicker, and it's not gonna be fun, and you're gonna drop it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so it's very difficult. It's a wacky, wacky. Uh, call it a profession. I, very I think intense. You hit that, I think you hit that spot on saying like being authentic, right? Like. I think that's one of the toughest things for creators, especially new creators that are coming into space and trying to find who they are in the space. Mm. Um, most of them just aren't authentic to who they are. Mm. Uh, and like you said, only care about how many views am I getting? How many follows? How many subscribers are coming in? Uh, yeah. How many people are gifting subs? Like, and, and once you keep that mentality up, dude, it's you're not gonna win at the end, dude. Like, yeah, you're chasing numbers. I, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. There's a, certain, there's a lot of streamers, especially some of the top ones, and you know, it could be a little. People could take it as like, oh yeah, you're at the top already, like blah blah blah. But uh, a lot of them, like, say Saikuno, right? I, I bring up Saikuno because he's in the main news at the moment, doing the YouTube mm -hmm. switch and and stuff like that. Which I would love to yeah. hear what uh, both of your thoughts are on that uh, sure. thing that youtube is now like 
starting to become the main streaming platform. They're picking up juggernauts, like, back and forth. Mm, Yeah, Um, big time. But it's like, you rather have the 100 viewers that stick with you uh, to any game that you go to stream or whatever, you know, the the 100,000 that uh, watch you on on YouTube than having 2 million and then have five people watch you on, you know, your stream, right? Like, there's always a huge disconnect there where it's like, were you authentic the whole way there? Uh, did you cater to not just yourself, but also to your fan base? Because uh, you also have to think of them as humans and not just as a number, uh, which I right. think a lot of people, uh, I think a lot of people really screw that up where it's like, oh yeah, they're just, you know, number 100,599. Um, <laughs> instead of like, hey, that's an actual person who's taking time of their day um, to watch my content. Uh, or to look at right. my tweets or to retweet like and, and it's like how how real are you as a person to actually have people outside of your main circle relate to you and i think what most of the giant creators that are doing that are authentic like the Saikunos, like the dr lupos and stuff like that like you clearly see that they are very connected to their audience um but then you also see that with a lot of social media managers like even you like when you first started i i just seen our social media alone grow grow crazy but also like more people are talking and it's fun to mm-hmm. actually see more people chat and yeah. and, tw- and you know in tweets and For stuff because sure. it's like they want to actually take time to engage with us um and that wouldn't have happened if there isn't a person behind that that's mm-hmm. actually authentic and wanting to engage with those people as well yeah, absolutely. It can be intimidating, you know, like for some people starting out because the internet is, it can be a scary place. There's a lot of intense stuff, a lot of intense yeah. people, and uh, you're not always going to get nice <laughs> comments and nice people around you. Um, so it can, it sort of stifles authenticity. But the beauty of it is that I've seen in my own personal brand that there's an audience for everything. You will yeah. always find a home with somebody if you're being yourself. Um, yeah. Somebody's going to like it. You're going to find a lot of haters and a lot of people talking trash. But <laughs> along the way, you're going to pick up those those key people that follow you for years, man. It's crazy. I have a Discord server um, of like 300 people, so really small Discord server. But it's basically a server full of my loyals, as I call them. So like the yeah. homies that have been there from the beginning, dude, from the get. <laughs> and um, and we've bonded. You know what I mean? That's something Absolutely. that I really want is yeah. a connection with the people. To be real, dude, because uh, like it sucks to do this content stuff alone. It's yeah. really, really hard to do it just solo. You need people. You need friends. You need people to joke and clown around with you. And... Uh, and and they want you you know what i mean like they want that connection with you if you're open to that which i definitely personally am like in my work at amg with people and in my work in my personal brand i love connection with people like it's great um it helps with staying authentic when you find those really special people you know yeah absolutely and i think you know what that's also one of the the interesting parts too because you could end up 
that's actually in somewhat an outlet in terms of, hey, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z. What do you think about this? And also just your, the, that personal yeah. feedback when it comes to that overall. Like, again, maybe you're looking to hop on a trend and then you want to ask those who are closest to you, does this feel like it's forced upon or is, does it, this feel like an authentic type of piece? Whether it totally. Is I do so, that all the time, bro. I'm constantly like, I mean, maybe not constantly, but like every once in a while, I'm like, hey, bro, what do you think about this? Why? Yeah. What's up with the stream? Why are we yeah. low views? Why this and that? And they may not have a freaking clue at all, but <laughs> yeah. they still surprise me with their answers. Like they genuinely yeah. think through it and they help me like tweak certain things that uh, maybe aren't working. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think a, a key takeaway from that is really just building that foundation of just like your loyal supporters. I mean, again, we, mm. you could call them loyals, you could call them what M fam, you could call them anything really. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, essentially what it comes down to is really just trying to be like, okay, this is the person I am. You guys know who I am now. What 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 is it that I could also do to kind of make my presence a little bit more known across the board? And what would you guys be willing to do to end up helping me continue that growth? You know, for sure. Uh, I think that's also one thing, like for any of you YouTube creators that might be listening, I mean, essentially, that's kind of one of those things that you also end up having a, a, a community tab on your YouTube channel. Maybe you end up having those 50,000, 100,000 subscribers on your channel and you're just like, hey, things are selling out. But I mean, essentially, you could just go back to your own community or already and then just end up saying, like, I want to try something out. Would you guys be willing to end up checking this out? X, Y and Z. Yeah, totally. I, I will say streaming is absolutely brilliant for connection yeah so whether it's you're streaming live on twitch or youtube doing something like this like an amg space where you've gathered a couple of followers or you have an interesting topic about to talk about or just straight up hanging out with people like that's super key to uh connecting with your audience um you're only going to get so far just making videos and having a community tab um, dude it's literally all i watch i don't watch movies i don't watch shows <laughs> all i watch is twitch streams or youtube videos and that is it wow like, you'll have me watching gta rp for like 12 hours a day while I'm working, <laughs> or you know red dead rp or you know you'll wow. even have me watching farming simulator 22 like i'm just <laughs> so it, it's just a whole world where it's like you don't need netflix when you yeah. have like, especially like, cause I, I love the RP world, the role-playing world of, of totally. Games, right. So it's like, you're having a new story built out every single time they go live. Yeah. Mm. So it, it fulfills that need of, Hey, I need to go watch the new friends episode. It's not anymore. That's, that's <laughs> showing my age. Um, <laughs> yeah. 15, 20 uh, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry. Uh, but it's like, hey, I need to go watch the new Jujutsu Kaisen episode or something like that, right? Like, that's those are two ads, very right? um, completely, completely different, different right? things right? on the spectrum. They're all friends <laughs> at the end. Um, but it's like, dude, you could just get that now every day with your favorite creator or yeah. find a creator out there. Like some of the smaller creators in the space on Twitch or wherever you're streaming or whatever. And we're talking about streamers at the moment, but um, it's like, dude, they, they tell better stories and some of the actors and the the people directing some of these movies nowadays mm. and it's like that's why you see so many brands wanting to hit those streamers because it keeps their audience locked in for so many hours of the day totally. uh, to watch their content no matter what it is it could literally be 
dude, sometimes in GTA, it's literally them just talking and sitting around, you know, a building for two hours and people are still in chat, just hyping it. Like it, and it's like, you don't get that, that sense of community unless you, you know, one built that out, you know, from the ground up and it's not a bot community or, uh, you know, you're, you're going out there and just uh, trying to get with the biggest streamer to get people from his end. Like you right. know, we all know that happens in the space. Um, mm. But it's like keeping that authentic and it always goes back to how authentic you are because it shows with how your community is as well and how much they back you with whatever you do. Um, totally. Yeah, it, it's awesome. So I, and I if, really wanted, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, to close the thought, I, it, it's beautiful if you're doing, goes back to that first question. If you're doing what you love, if you're doing what you're passionate about, people love to spend time with passionate people. You know what I mean? That automatically is going to garner an audience, no matter what you're doing, as long as you're not like um, insecure about it or like hiding your authentic self. They will always want to connect. So that's dope. So I really really wanted to shift uh, like to a question about uh, the whole more like, you know, current event type of stuff. But so like, what are both of your thoughts on the just gigantic move of Saikuno to YouTube streaming? You can start. If any of you know, go, you, you was, go by all means, yeah. by all means, BD, go ahead. I'm gonna keep it 100. I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove my authenticity right here. <laughs> Off Saikuno. I don't really know anything about dude. You believe that? I've heard the name. I don't yeah, follow the yeah. brand. I don't I don't think I've seen a single piece of his content, bro. I know I'm a sinner yeah. for saying that, but <laughs> No, you're not. Not at all. Like the only times I would ever bring up his content is if he's like I I I known him from the GTA world when mm. you know, because he's in there. Uh but he, he came from like Among Us and and stuff like that with disguised toast and all those guys. Sure. Uh, what what is it, the OTV group? If I'm not mistaken, okay, that makes sense. With Pokemon and all of them, um, gotcha. But he he's probably like one of the most humblest characters when it comes to streaming. Um, but also just drove a huge amount of viewership. So it comes down to like YouTube is now because that's how many people. That's Courage. That's Doctor Lupo. Mm-hmm. That's um, Ludwig. Um, that is Saikuno. That's Valkyrie. That's like the list keeps going on and every month it seems like there's a new giant person that they signed from twitch yeah um exclusively to youtube streaming so it's now becoming where it's like this isn't just a platform of putting videos out right Uh, now they're shifting to where yeah now you have your short form sure but now we're wanting to really shift into like we want people to stream here and this be their main home of streaming Mm -hmm. um so like what are your guys thoughts on YouTube really putting down the hammer on like, we're going to grab the biggest people out there from Twitch, from Facebook, et cetera, and bring them here and exclusively keep them here uh, instead of having them stream on Twitch. And what do you think that affects uh, when it comes to Twitch? Cause I, you know, personally, I think it's, if there's a couple more of that size that happens, if there's a Nick Merckx that leaves Twitch right now, in the next coming coming months and goes to YouTube or, or Facebook or whatever, uh, I think that drastically hurts them because how many people are 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in a large lump sum in the sense, but I think at the same time, it's also it's a business, right? At the end of the day, where it's like yeah. uh, Twitch has Amazon backing them behind. So I, I, in that sense, I don't think that they would, they would end up being a strong like mishap. But I do believe that I think this should also end up opening their eyes. It's been one of the things that had been common conversation where it's like even when Jack ended up leaving, even when. Uh, I mean, sorry, not Jack, uh, Courage, and then also Valkyrie, it was just one of those things that people are like, oh, here's the end of Twitch, here's the end of Twitch, but essentially, I think it also shows that as content creators continue to end up growing and showing their presence, and the whole world is really transitioning to online entertainment, I think it kind of shows that, hey, you actually have to pay attention to what you're actually doing, rather than actually thinking that it's only strictly a business model, right? Like, yeah. Again, going back to being true to yourself, it's like how where do you end up feeling that need, uh, fulfilling that need too? Where it's, uh, I'm I know I'm gonna end up butchering his name, but Saikuno is how you say it, right? Saikuno. Yeah. Okay, so Saikuno, yep. and it's like one of those things where it's like, again, at least the article that I ended up reading on that it was that he was kind of bagging on Twitch because they actually messed up his branded name in itself, right? That's one thing that is also, that's a big deal when it comes down to like, hey, you guys aren't showing the support when I'm bringing you the numbers. Why not go to somebody like YouTube who they end up having specific partners that might end up being able to assist you with your continued growth and being able to offer a little bit more. Um, I think it's also just a testament over on YouTube to see the, the show that they are actually listening to one, their content creators, to their audience. And then really that's pretty much it when it comes down to it, right? The ease and everything like that. So I think it's a, a good thing for YouTube, Twitch. I It's probably another speed bump. I'm sure there's probably going to be another smaller entertainer that would want to end up being the main focus of behind that. But mm -hmm. I mean, overall, in content in itself, I think that's where it's maybe like somebody like Facebook wanted, would want to end up taking a note and just be like, hey, YouTube's doing this. Now they're promoting, pushing on, what what is it, stream forwarding? Or I think they're calling it stream forwarding. forwarding? Or something like yeah, that, where you could actually, I know what you up, mean. yeah, where you could end up sending your all your viewers basically the same way that you would end up doing a raid on mm. Twitch over on YouTube. That was a feature that wasn't done before. Now right. you're going to end up having more community focus around that too. So that's my input. Yeah, I think um, where there's competition, creators are going to win because um, if it's one one platform dominating the entire industry, they can kind of. Uh, manipulate the system if you will or offer uh talent less than what they deserve so that's number one number yeah. two uh youtube is i believe is going to take over twitch i believe they're yeah. going to be the ones to do it it's not going to be trovo it's not going to yeah. be facebook it's going to be youtube <laughs> it's not gonna be trovo. but the challenge is they're very very slow right now they're kind of like what i would think is like the like the government Government is going to put out some really dope stuff for the people, but because they're such a mammoth and so huge, all of their processes are very slow. Yeah. So Twitch has nailed down discoverability and community. Like mm -hmm. if you are a brand new streamer on Twitch, you could theoretically get a raid or get thousands of people suddenly watching your stuff, even if it's trash. Yeah. It just works like that. And some people would argue you get buried, you know, at the bottom of the list of all the other top people. But still, you can be seen and you can be found by people um, way more easily than YouTube. They're, the perks 
that Twitch offers to talent uh, and to the audience is way more engaging. I've I've streamed on both platforms and on Twitch, you can play little games. They've got like points that people can earn for watching you and all this stuff. If YouTube implements, it basically call it stealing. If YouTube would just cop what Twitch is doing, I'm pretty sure it's not proprietary. I'm pretty sure they can take it and call it something different. They're going to yeah. win. They're going to – Twitch will still be there, and people will still go to Twitch because it was the original yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah. I guarantee you that uh, YouTube will attract more talent, more people watching live. If they can nail some of these features that Twitch has had uh, for the longest. Yeah, I think if they can start – and I like what they're doing, right? They're taking the slow road, like – towards everything and, and really making sure that when they do implement something it's in fully and it's not a beta right like it's not something that's there and it's going to be buggy and and all this jazz um mm. so i like what youtube's doing and it's taking their time to actually put stuff out um and handpicking creators that they know um are are going to bring in communities that stick with that creator no matter what they play uh so mm. i like what they're doing there i think if if it'll be very smart if they start doing, like you said, start doing some of the things that Twitch has done. I want to see more Twitch rivals, but on YouTube, like they haven't done that yet. Mm. Um, you know, there's times where like totally. Twitch rival every week and people are ready to watch that no matter the game, because the production that's behind it and stuff like that, anyone that can do it, it's YouTube. They have the backing, they have the money, they have the creators to do that, for um, sure. but it'll be fun for them to be more community driven when it comes to that as well, right? Not just uh, not just signing the largest of the largest, but also helping out those that are smaller because what Twitch does, like you said, is like discoverability is so big on there where it's like, sometimes I go on browse uh, and it's just random channels that pop up uh, and they highlight, uh, and I know you see this, uh, but they like highlight the top like 10 channels that they're trying to promote for that day or something like mm -hmm. that. And I just go through each channel. And if I find someone that I vibe with, I follow them and I watch or I give some subs or stuff. Wow. Um, and we don't have that yet on YouTube. You have that when it comes to right. videos, right? Like you have suggestions under your video. Um, but you don't have that when it comes to streaming where it's like people are. And I guess you, you have the gaming tab on YouTube, but no one really goes there. Like. When's the last time you've ever pressed the gaming tab to go watch a video there? Like, <laughs> I've never done that. Yeah. Um, so it's like, if, if there's more discoverable type of things like that, uh, I think it'll be huge, dude. Like, uh, what YouTube's doing, I think it won't break Twitch, but there definitely needs to be a competition when it comes to streaming because it shouldn't just all be on Twitch. Because uh, yeah. we all know the horror stories of like, the cuts that are happening and oh, yeah. some streamers aren't making, you know, there's some streamers I know personally that make 20% of everything and Twitch is taking 80. That's wow. tough, dude. That's yeah. not even livable. Even if you have like 5,000 subs plus, like that's really tough. Yeah. Um, so it's like Twitch will have to definitely fix a lot of their ecosystem. Um, especially of twitch because we all know the stories of that as well with uh you know some of the drama behind that uh but youtube also needs to not take it too slow to where they fall behind and then twitch implements something else and then it becomes you know 
it, it, they just keep skyrocketing from there. Uh, yes. But I think it's healthy, dude. I think it's a really healthy business right now for those platforms. And I think it's fun to actually see these creators have their lives changed by having a platform deal. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I think also in, in the midst of it, once again, it's not that we're trying to bash on either Twitch or YouTube and yeah. saying which one's better. It's one of those things that it's you have options out there. And it's it's a very important that you end up looking at those options, right? And for some people, they might find it intimidating. I mean, by all means, you start on YouTube and you try doing live streams on Twitch and you're like, oh, this is all confusing. And then vice versa. I myself, <laughs> I used to love streaming and then it was just like, oh, crap, trying to do structured content over on YouTube. Hell no, I'm, I'm the worst. I like, trying to come up with a script for even myself to end up saying. <laughs> and it was like, to me, it was just overall just intimidating. I'm like, yeah, I get it. it's the same pre like presence, but at the same time, like, I for me it was just being able to actually put my own footprint out on the out on the floor over there, whether it was on Twitch, whether it was on YouTube, and then just trying to carry it over, right? Build that name up for yourself and do X, Y, and Z. So I think at the end of it, at the end of the day, one one thing that we're also we're all just trying to say is you're gonna have to give it a go, give it a try. Um yeah. create be authentic to yourself, be true to yourself, and then also be in and then see what works for you. I mean, obviously you, there's 24 hours in a day when supposedly we're supposed to sleep about six to eight hours, but you know, you could end up working those hours, however you end up wanting to do. And ultimately that's going to be your decision. So I think that's something you want to consider. And hopefully we we're able to give you some of those tools, which is kind of my follow-up question. Um, Kuzi, I know I'm kind of hijacking your, your little question, Sesh, but uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, BD, if, Essentially, are there any free tools that you would end up recommending to up and coming creators, right? To kind of check out on their sense where whether it's analytical or if it's anything really, right? Or I mm -hmm. guess any tools of what they should consider when it comes to maybe multi-posting or something like that across boards. Yeah. Um, maybe hmm. not free. They don't have to be free. Uh, you don't have to give us all your secrets, though. <laughs> no, no, I, I really am an open book. I don't feel any weirdness about sharing as much as I know. I'm just trying to think there are so many tools out there. Yeah. You know, I never bothered. I, I've gone viral several times. I've built up a sizable YouTube channel. Um, and I never uh, obsessed over like vidIQ or any of those like really expensive analytic tools for youtube uh i always spent money on production value that's the key for me i spent you know subscriptions on for example there's a website called hdr i'm sorry uh footage crate okay i don't know if you guys have heard of it but there's a, probably like a hundred different sites just like this where you can get all sorts of assets for your um for your videos it can be smoke explosions uh little cool effects coloring all sorts of stuff it's dope so i spent money on that um also uh i mean you could find a lot of yeah i went to youtube university you know what i'm saying <laughs> to learn a bunch of this stuff that i know yeah. now uh how to edit better how to make engaging edits how to use software all of it just yeah. taking the time to study it um yeah. let's see what else mm. I mean, I use the Creative Suite. I think the Adobe Creative Suite, even though it has its pitfalls and it can be kind of expensive, uh, is Very. critical to everything we do at AMG and for my own personal brand. Um, how about how about uh? Do you have any like? Do you schedule your own posts, or do you have any scheduling tools that you just say, "Hey, spit this out across the board to like Reddit, 
uh, Instagram and Twitter. I know, you know like one, one that I recommend to people is always Hootsuite, um, but mm. that's a, a paid subscription service. I think you get 30 days for free, but um, yeah, I don't know. Do you use any? I mean, maybe you don't. They're probably know. dope, but I'm yeah. not going to lie. <laughs> I, I never messed with them for my own personal brand just because I didn't have the money to spend on it. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I literally would use the native tools that they had for scheduling. So yeah. YouTube, you can just schedule your videos ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, any streaming platform, you can schedule your stream yeah. uh, ahead of time. And uh, kind of the native stuff, to be honest. Yeah. I know that's not very sexy, but... <laughs> No, not it, it. That doesn't matter though. But I mean, I think that's also the, the point though. Like, the tools are there because I know you could end up posting and posting later for Twitter specifically, right? You could end up, mm. like you said, it's exactly. On you could do a premiere over on Twitch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would I think, say you mentioned uh, like multi-streaming. Yeah, I've I've done multi-streaming, and I don't know if anybody here is listening that like is curious about it, but it's. It's kind of hit or miss. I don't know. I, when I've done it, it ends up dividing the audience in a way that leaves some people out of the loop. So yeah. like wherever you're multi-streaming to versus the main place that you're streaming on, um, like whether that's Twitch or YouTube or anywhere else, it can be kind of confusing for the audience to know who you're talking to if it's not Dude, clear on oh in the chat God. or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I typically don't recommend multi-streaming. I would say stick to one place, maybe in the beginning to get some exposure. But I don't know. Brother, I think... there, there's been so many channels or streams that do multi-streams that I've left because I'm looking through <laughs> chat and seeing what the hell they're answering. There's nothing in there that's answering that. I'm like, dude, yeah. what is this? And yeah, I'm man, it's weird. It's like they're not paying attention. You're always going to get that point where you're not going to be able to pay attention to three different platforms, dude. Like, yep. no matter what you think, you're not going to be able to pay attention to three different chats, especially a Twitch chat that goes very quickly or yep. a YouTube streaming chat or whatever. Um, it's very hard to do that. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't recommend it. But it's, it's weird that there's so many multi-streaming services. Yeah. I guess people want to do it. I don't know. I mean, so we're wrapping, getting towards the last 10 minutes. Um, Kuzi, did you, did you have any other questions or did you want to? Um, no, not really, man. Uh, okay. Maybe we can open up the floor if anyone wants to ask a question. If they don't, then we can just keep vibing out for the next couple of minutes and yeah. close it out. For sure. Uh, in the meantime, though, I also wanted to end up asking you, um, I guess if you could end up going back to, let's say it was day one, you were about to turn on your computer to start streaming or start making YouTube videos or, you know, just start doing something on the computer. What would you end up telling yourself? Mm. Wow, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I feel like what comes to the top of my head right away is don't be so hard on yourself. Like, be okay with not being perfect. You know what I mean? Like your overlay on day one will not be your overlay on year two. It's going to get better. You're going to get more skillful. It's going to be less scary, but that's okay. Don't be so hard on yourself. Like you go through the phases of streaming and all that. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably what I would tell myself. I don't know if I would listen to myself, but, <laughs> 
I wish I could. Absolutely. It's one of those things that you always end up saying, right? Great to give advice. Don't do, or what is it? Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 (laughs) Um, No, I think that's great advice. I think also, once again, to each and every one of you guys, like, it's it's one of those things that it's you know it's going to be a growing pain it's we're work in progress i think even you see it with us amg social hour it's not it's not something that we're it's all nicely fine-tuned but we're going to continue to keep working on this and again we even have the help with mr bailey's dad adrian <laughs> aka bb and like i mean that's one aspect of something that we, we were trying to make something out of nothing um essentially mm-hmm. i think deep down just trust yourself trust follow your heart right or what is it? Yeah, yeah. Follow your heart. Why not? I think that's that's the song or something like that. I could be wrong. <laughs> I think you're wrong. I'm, pro- I'm probably wrong, but <laughs> neither here or there. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, so I guess no other listeners. I guess we could be wrapping it up. So once again, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you guys for listening to us. Um, one, if you are over on Spotify podcast, you could end up listening to all of our previous episodes um just check out amg social hour check out my post I'll, I'll post the link over to that as well later on over on my twitter if you haven't done so already please hit mr code bailey's dad with a follow as well as koozie <laughs> himself um koozie any last words i mean i just want to thank everyone who came out it's going to be a really fun ride going forward uh we've been doing this for a couple months already jeff um and it's only getting better each one uh, next episode is going to be going to be a banger again. So yep. I appreciate everyone. And Mr. BD, do you have any last words? No, just thanks for having me guys. It's a pleasure uh, being here with you chatting. It's actually fun. I love talking content and love uh, talking that whole world. So oh, hopefully yeah. you'll invite me again someday. I loved it. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And once again, thank you to everyone who tuned in. We will catch you again next Wednesday. Uh, 12 p.m. PST. So until then, y'all be easy. Y'all take care. Catch you on the next one.